So for next week's class, make sure you look up the sections in Tobin's Spirit Guide on gods and demigods, specifically that surrounding Gozer and Tiamat. Alright guys, he's giving me the call. I gotta go start the podcast. We'll talk about that next week. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Slime Square Part 2 of our conversation about failed Ghostbuster 3 attempts and also all those Ghostbuster afterlife rumors and speculations that Bobby was talking about at the end of our last episode. So let's jump right into it because we still have a lot of ground to cover with Bobby. Here it is, part two of my interview with Bobby O'Connor. You know, obviously, Afterlife is the closest thing to a Ghostbusters 3 we're ever going to get. And, you know, I've actually kind of been staying out of the rumor and spoiler mill because I want to go into this, you know, fresh. And and I do this with every movie. Um, Most recently, I did it with Bill and Ted Face the Music, which, you know. Excellent. Yes. (laughs) You know, and after I finished watching that movie, I sat here and I posted this on my personal Facebook. And I'm just like. If this is as good as a Bill and Ted movie is after 29 years, I can't wait for Ghostbusters Afterlife just to see if it is this much of a love letter to the original two films. And that's basically the consensus I'm seeing from a lot of people that are Bill and Ted fans and also Ghostbuster fans. Um, So, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely break down everything that we've heard about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I do want to read this quote here from Ivan real quick from this uh, Entertainment Weekly, and then we'll start deep diving into Afterlife. All right, yeah, that's fine with me. Um, All right, so he did say, Ivan went on to say, uh, it will be a passing of the torch both inside and out, says Ivan, adding that he's touched his son wanted to join this part of the family business. It was a decision he had to come to himself. He worked really hard to be independent and developed a wonderful career of his own. I was quite surprised when he came to me with Gil and said, I know I've been saying for 10 years I'm the last person who should make a Ghostbusters movie, but I have this idea. Literally, I was crying by the end of it. It was so emotional and funny. That... Man, it's bringing chills to me just reading that. And I... Yeah, and that's a very similar sentiment than what we got from Dan Aykroyd as well. Yeah, everybody that has talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife has brought up the fact that it will be a sentimental uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so what we know yeah. that has come out either in the trailer or in set photos or even the Hasbro line of toys that has been delayed thanks to the movie being delayed. We know that there's going to be a ghost called Muncher. Yep. Um, we know that Ivo Shandor plays a huge role in this. Yeah. Uh, we know that there's going to be Terror Dogs. 
yep. and a big giant portal to hell, <laughs> essentially, that, of all people, McKenna Grace is standing over. Um, and obviously this dilapidated farmhouse that has been brought up in the trailer and is very prominently brought up in the trailer, it had a, quite a few Easter eggs in there that is leading towards who owned this house. Um, obviously there's PKE meters, there's traps hidden in the floor, uh, there's proton packs laying all over a workbench. Um, but the biggest one I think was the symmetrical book stacking and the very extensive collection of spores, molds, and fungus, which obviously leads to only one Ghostbuster. And that's Dr. Egon Spengler. So there's... I have a theory on this, and I kind of want to run it by you and see what you think about it. Um, my theory is is that maybe this house wasn't owned by Egon, but might be that farmhouse that Ray put a third mortgage on to be able to start the business back in 1984. And when whatever happened to Ghostbusters shutting down happened, he gifted that house to Egon, since it's big enough, obviously, to house Ecto-1, and all of their equipment. What do you think about that theory? Um, I think that you're absolutely right. I think the house is Ray's house. Mm -hmm. I think it's the one that he did mortgage in the first movie to get the funds to make, you know, Ghostbusters a business. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, Egon took up residence there, which kind of... Like I said, I know more about this movie than you think I do. And mm. I, I don't know if I want to get too much involved with it, uh, um, you know, with you, unless you want me to. I have no problem spilling the beans right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's do this, okay? Um, you know, like I said, I'm kind of staying away from spoilers and everything like that, but it's going to be unavoidable in, in here in the next couple of months. You know, yeah. the closer we get to it, the more information is going to come out. So, I mean, we can talk about everything that you know, and then after the movie comes out, you know, we can see what we were right about, what we were wrong about. Okay. All yeah. right. So we, we can do that. All right. Well, okay, so now, and these are just rumors, and they're, it's speculation. It's nothing set in stone. Um I will now say you, this, Jason has been very tight-lipped about what this movie contains. Which Everybody is, has been tight-lipped about it, um, and I think very that, much so. And I think that that's also part of the reason why we haven't gotten a second trailer yet. I, I, well, I think that has a lot to do with the COVID thing. You know, they mm -hmm. pushed the movie back an entire year, um, you know, so they, they're not wanting to release a second trailer uh, because then they'll have to release two more trailers to keep the interest drummed up, even though the Ghostbusters fandom is huge hype on it right now. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to release a trailer until about three months, probably around Christmas time. We'll get another trailer. I think uh, they might even save it for the Super Bowl, since the Super Bowl is a big yeah. ad time too, you know, but you know, I don't know what it all depends on their marketing budget, you right. know, because, um, they're not wanting to get burned on this movie, even though they won't. Uh, they're not wanting to get burned on this movie. Right, yeah, so the they, amount of money that they spent advertising the reboot is part of the reason why that movie failed financially. Yeah, well, it has a lot to do with it with their marketing department, but mm. that has all been fixed, so hopefully, you know. But, uh, 
you know, so we won't get another trailer for until about three months before the movie comes out. We'll probably get another one. So that puts it, like I said, around Christmas time, maybe Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I don't know on that. Uh, it could be even World Series. Uh, we might get something like that because you got to think all the sports have all been pushed back too. You know, uh, my, not minus the, the NFL, yeah, but yeah, the 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 finals won't. Um, <coughs> We won't we won't see one for the NBA Finals because that's coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we might get something during the Super Bowl. But for the cost of it, I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll wait until either the World Series and or like I said, Christmas or something, New Year's. You know, they'll release it then. Mm-hmm. All but, right. So let's uh, break down some of these rumors and things like that. Like I gave you my theory on at least the house, and I do agree that Egon, probably after Ghostbusters closed, because obviously he would have to be close to New York, you know, for anything that would potentially pop up there. But I think he was researching more into the Manhattan Crossroad of 1984, which is the Gozer um, incident, and discovered that Evo Shandor, you know, delved into other things other than what was listed in Tobin's Spirit Guide. And, you know, Ray mentioned the cold, cold riveted girders made of pure selenium or with cores of pure selenium and in the trailer we see a sign that says shandor mine so yeah. i'm thinking egon went to uh, what is it summerfield or somerset or something in, like that in kansas i think uh oklahoma oklahoma okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah and discovered the mine and you know now we have like the town shakes uncontrollably and you know, so what are some of the rumors that you've heard? Because that's basically all the trailer told us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they haven't seen now. Nobody knows the if the kids are related to Egon or not. A lot of speculation has leaned towards that they're kids of Spanglers. Um, me personally, I kind of hope it is. Like I'm hoping the reason why um, their mom, who's played by. Uh, I can't remember her name. I got a brain fart right now. Um, Coons, uh, you there? Yeah, I think it's uh, okay. Um, I'm thinking Coons. myself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her first name, but anyways, I'm think I'm hoping, and it would be funny, you know. I I, I can picture Egon doing this, but I'm hoping that the reason why um, is it Carrie? Um, here now, Carrie Coons. Carrie Coon, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm hoping Harry's character in this movie is Egon's daughter, which would be the mother of the two, uh, uh, Finn Wolfhart and, um, God, I cannot think right now. McKenna um, Grace. McKenna Grace's characters. Um, what I'm kind of hoping is Egon like donated his sperm for scientific research <laughs> and that's why they don't have a father daughter connection mm-hmm. as strong as you you know and i think it would be funny you know because uh you know egon was bragging in the second movie about how the, the chicks dig this epididymis yep yeah <laughs> so i'm kind of hoping that's what it is it's like he donated his sperm for scientific research <laughs> and he ended up getting a daughter out of it, you know, and it'd be great. I think it'd be a common 
McCold. But yeah. Um, well, the funny so thing is, I'm looking at the cast I've list. Heard, I'm looking at the cast list here on IMDb. Uh, Finn Wolfhard's character, McKenna Grace's character, and Carrie Coon's characters don't have last names. Have no last name. Yeah. <laughs> so they 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 are tied to the Ghostbusters somehow. Now whether they're Ray's kids. Mm-hmm. or whether they are Egon's kids. I don't think they're Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray's, uh, Peter Venkman is, and Dana Barrett. I don't think that they're their kids. I think they're Egon's kids, mm-hmm. or kid and grandkids. Um, but what what I've heard, and again, this is for the people that don't want to hear it, um, you know, turn now or wait or enter at your own risk i'll Um, I'll add a disclaimer to say you know if you don't want to hear any spoilers about ghostbusters afterlife fast forward to yeah or you know yeah um now what i've heard happens is um again this is just speculation and rumor so nothing's set in stone but what i've heard is um they're egon's grandkids and or and daughter and Egon had moved to this abandoned farmhouse to investigate Shandor's mining company and where the whole town's filled with uh, these people that, um, um, what did, no studying. What was the new, uh, Gozerian, um, I can almost remember the line from the first movie. They're in jail. Let me guess. Um, Gozer worshippers. Yeah, goes to her worshippers. I was trying to remember the line. Yeah, no um, studying. The whole yeah, <laughs> the whole town is filled with goes of goes her worshippers, and Egon goes there. Um, apparently, um, there will be a de-aged CGI, not complete CGI, but a de-aged Harold Ramis Egon, hmm. uh, who will be who moves there to stop Gozer or Evo Shandor one more time. Uh, And then he decides to take up residence there to make sure that nothing ever happens again. Um, That's very reminiscent to one of the stories in the comics. Yeah. Well, it is in the video game too. There's a lot of the stuff that I'm going to share with you has play on the video game. So they may have taken a lot of inspiration from the video game on this. Um, right. But there's a de-aged Egon. Uh, he lives. He stops Evo Shandor one more time. He takes up residence there. Uh, he does end up passing away. Um, it's unclear whether he passes away from an illness or an age, um, which everybody knows that Harold had passed away from uh, an illness mm-hmm. that he's had for a very long time. I would His almost hope that it was daughter, something spectral. Like, you know, it was something from the ethereal plane. You would think, but hey, you know, they may tie that into his quote-unquote illness. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the the packs with the radiation or, um, you know, they could spin that off any which way you want to, you know, take it at that point. You know, so it may be, it may not be. Well, there is a vent um, hose that goes right into our leg. I mean, that's pretty close to uh, a pretty the, important... The <laughs> well, you know, and if you watch... Uh, uh, cleaning up the town, Harold sits there and says, we don't know where the idea came from, that it was a catheter, but it was just a vent tube. And why they put it into that area of the suit is beyond us. And why they colored it yellow 
is beyond us, which is maybe why it's clear in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, you never know, you know, because they're more experienced, you know. Correct. So, um, you know, I I don't know, but uh, you know, but like I said, they could spin that off any which way, or just leave it for interpretation, you know. Um, well, that that so, hose does vent pretty close to the epididymis that he was referring yeah, to. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you never know. You know, they are unlicensed nuclear accelerators, and um, you know, who are you gonna call? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's the theory on that, and uh, the kids end up finding the equipment, um, and. The Gozer worshippers, well, I can't talk. Gozer worshippers are trying to bring Evo Shandor back. Hmm. Now it is rumored that Paul Rudd's character is related to Evo Shandor, which is interesting because it almost seems like he's new to the town too. And they say that he's like a summer school teacher, like that. That's something that Jason's kind of revealed, but he seems yeah. to have a very, very big interest in seismology and it seems yeah, like he's and, trying to study why the town is shaking yeah so they're that's how they're tying apparently that's how they're going to tie that in there is with uh he will be related to evo shandor so now if you think about the ghostbusters the video game that happened with um the character that's played by melissa milano he's a melissa milano um her character's name is not elsa um, uh, Elise or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. Um, but she she's related to Evo Shandor. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's talks about not one terror dog, not two terror dogs, but three terror dogs. So obviously Zool, Vince Clortho, and then whoever this third one is going to be. Evo Shandor is supposed to be taking possession of, or making his form in as a terror dog, which is going to per, uh, possess Paul Rudd's character. Hmm. So again, similar to the video game where Shandor uh, possessed the mayor. Yes. So they're apparently and like i said this is all speculation and rumor and you can go deep down the rabbit hole with this kind of stuff so you gotta take it with a grain of salt and it's Um, it's fun to do you know i mean there there's so much lore uh, you know i mean obviously you know there's the big huge speech from the possessed lewis tully by vince clortho in ghostbusters one where he talks about you know uh shandor and gozer taking on the form of a giant slore which we obviously saw in the video game um, yeah. You know, and all this other stuff. There, there's so much based around the Gozer and the Gozerian worship that they could potentially, you know, just continue down the Gozer road for yeah. 30, 40 years for Ghostbusters. Well, you got you got to think too. Like in Ghostbusters the video game, you got to see that that the slore mm-hmm. that is referenced in the original movie. Now, it may try to come out of that pit that you see McKenna Grace's character standing next to. Yeah, that could be a slore pit, much like the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars. Yeah, you never know. So that's my theory on that. And then um, apparently the firehouse will be making an appearance. Um, I guess um, there's uh, 
the original Ghostbusters, including McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhart, and I think one or two of the classmates will be doing a final battle with Gozer, and it takes place in the firehouse. Hmm. Containment unit might be uh, exploding again. Yeah, you never know. You know, or maybe he needs the energy from it. Who knows? You know how they're going to work that in there. But you think about it again. That's the video game plot. Mm-hmm. Um, Slimer obviously will be making an appearance. I think the Gray Lady is going to make an appearance, uh, judging by the backing. Uh, you um, cut out for a you know from there. the trailer. I said that I think that the Gray Lady is going to be making an appearance. Uh, judging by the symmetrical book stacking mm. in the trailer. So you think, uh, um, what was her name? Uh, Ellie Kedward? Eleanor, or Eleanor Twitty. Eleanor Twitty. Ellie Kedward's yeah. the Blair Witch. Um, <laughs> uh, Wrong movie. <laughs> yes. Similar names, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so Eleanor Twitty might be making an appearance uh, in the home of either Ray Stance or Egon Spengler. Yes. I think she's staying there. And maybe like Egon was re- um, not only with Slimer, but mm. I think with uh, Eleanor Twitty, maybe he was conducting experiments with them. Um, but, you know, no human being stacks books like that. Yeah. So there's got to be a reasoning <laughs> behind it. Um, there's supposed to be, I've heard rumors of a ghost uh, police car, which kind of refers to the Blues Brother mobile. Mm. And throw back to um, another great Dan Aykroyd franchise. Yeah, and then um, I've heard something about in there about a ghost toilet. There's <laughs> a flush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now you have the real Ghostbusters, and not only that, but you go back to the video game again, because now you have, in the video game, you had one of the objectives were to collect these possessed items. And one of them and, was Fearsome Flush. And one of them was a toilet, <laughs> yes. Um, there's supposed to be little Stay Puft. Stay Puft will not make a, uh, he will not be in his true form. There's going to be multiple Stay Puffs, little ones. So that again, refers so like back those little, to uh, um, the marshmallow thingies that we had to keep exploding with boson darts. Yeah. The minion, the mini, uh, the minions, uh, the marshmallow minions, mm-hmm. as I think is what they were called. So then you go back to the video game again. Um, there's not only one ghost, which has already been revealed to us, which is Muncher, Muncher. Mm-hmm. but there's going to be two other ghosts that are going to be like Slimer in um, some type of nature. So I'm kind of thinking maybe like the Three Stooges, you know, type. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not thinking that they're going to perfect, you know, to represent the Three Stooges, but definitely they're going to have some type of um, relationship yeah so they're going to be there's supposed to be three different slimer type ghosts uh the budget for ghostbusters 3 actually it hasn't been revealed but it's somewhere around 80 million dollars which is significantly Uh, less than what the reboot had and obviously significantly less than what uh, Ghostbusters 2 would have had also but we're also talking 1989 dollars as opposed to 2019 which is when they were filming dollars yeah yeah so there is a price inflation but a lot of the which is what I absolutely love to hear a lot of the 
effects in this movie are going practical. to be practical. So that's a huge thing. Um, now, the one thing that I have heard that does not really make any sense to me, and I, I, again, these are just rumors and speculation, but apparently, uh, because of Janine's failed relationship with Egon, her his failed relationship with Louis Tully, mm -hmm. which is, I think, briefly mentioned in the video game. Um, yeah, and I think that spanned out of the fact that they couldn't get Rick Moranis to return to do the voice of Lewis for the game. Yeah, um, but I did hear that as well that that something happened with her and Lewis, and that like he went on an extended vacation to get away from her or something. Yeah, and that in the kind of like in the comic books too, because mm -hmm. Janine's still chasing Egon in the comic books. Um, she actually tr gets with somebody that's almost identical <laughs> to Egon, except for... That was uh, great. His hair yeah. was blonde. So yeah. it was almost so like a throwback to real Ghostbusters in that aspect, too. Yeah, so he looks identical to Egon, and but he's she's with him to make Egon jealous, and mm -hmm. it just flies right over his head. Yeah. Um, but and in the, uh, year one, they actually interview Lewis briefly in the year one comics, which are the latest story to come out. And Lewis kind of hints that Janine was scary. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so she's had these two failed relationships within the Ghostbusters thing. Now, apparently, and again, I, this is tr how true it is. I don't know. But apparently her and Winston get married. Oh my god, that would be, like, what? Yeah, right? That's a shocker <laughs> to hear, isn't it? Well, you know, and, and, but... and, and, and again, we don't know how much of the comic books are going to tie into this, because uh, according to Jason, the video game and the comics are no longer canon, which has yeah, been a big, huge thing for the Ghostbusters fans, is that the comic books and the, and the game were always considered canon. But, because in the, in the comics, I don't know how far into it you read, but in the comics, Winston had a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So now, um, but yeah, since all that has now been wiped clean, you know, they, they're doing kind of like what they did with Star Wars when they mm. released Force Awakens. That wiped the whole slate clean. None of the books ever existed. It's no longer canon. Mm. Uh, they're kind of doing the same thing with this. So, you know, the extreme Ghostbusters don't exist. Um, Most of real Ghostbusters doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, real Ghostbusters is actually, you know, the Ghostbusters are actually copies of the real Ghostbusters, you know, they put towards cinema according to the one cartoon episode. <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, which was awesome. And then, um, so, and then none of the Ghostbusters from Sanctum of Slime exist. Um, so there's all these tie-ins, but I think they're drawing inspiration from a couple different things, especially the video game. The I mean, you almost have video to. Game. You almost have to. I yeah. Because those were the last scripts written by Aykroyd and Ramis, and that story was just so good that if you don't include at least elements from it, you're going to alienate the fan base again. Well, I don't think it's alienating the alienating the fan base. I think it's as much as it is. it was an awesome story. So they're taking bits and pieces of that story to incorporate into this, you know, mm -hmm. 
if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know, Correct. type of deal. So, I mean, but the whole Janine and Winston thing was a little out there, but, you know, it could work. It could work. You know, you got to think that Janine hired Winston. Te- well, Ray technically hired Winston. But Beautiful, I mean, you're Janine, hired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Janine gave him his interview, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's the first um, hired Ghostbuster, you know, so – uh, I mean, like, it could work, I guess, you know, if you think about it, you know. So, but that's that's the craziest one that I've heard so far. Okay. I mean, I, obviously, it, it's very apparent in the trailer that a terror dog makes an appearance. Now, yes. whether it's a terror dog in the classic sense that we know as Vince Clortho and Zool, or like you mentioned, if it could be... Uh, Evo Shandor taking the manifestation of a terror dog. Um, yeah. You know, that obviously remains to be seen. And it, it is very clear that Paul Rudd's character, Mr. Gruberson, is an outsider, or at least he thinks he's an outsider. So could... Yeah, he plays a bigger part than mm-hmm. what they're portraying him. Right. And, and I definitely do think that if he is uh, in some way related to Shandor, um, maybe it's something that um, I don't really want to drive. I mean, this is going to be a way out here theory, but All right. I mean, almost as way out there as the Janine and Winston thing, <clears throat> but maybe he doesn't know he's related to Shandor. Maybe it's kind of like a, almost like a Michael Myers kind of thing where obviously at some point in his life, almost Rosemary's baby too, to where he doesn't know he was being groomed to be what he is, you know, cause like, well, and that's, again, you're falling back to the video game because mm-hmm. that's how Alyssa's character was. She didn't know she was related to Shandor. And then here she comes to find out she is. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. You know, yeah. I, mean, I forgot about that. Cause it was Egon that dropped that bombshell on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think obviously Paul Rudd's going to play a bigger character than what, um, he is being portrayed as, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm super excited to see the guys in gray one last time, oh, hell yeah. you know, and I hope, uh, I hope we get to see him in future Ghostbusters movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I want to see him in full gear one last time. And, uh, you know, it is what it is at that point. You know, I got, so choked up and teary eyed watching the trailer and you don't oh. even see the guys, <laughs> you know, and, and I had to rewatch it like four or five times oh, before dude, I could get the tears out of my eyes. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that trailer. And every time, you know, it's not like you notice new little things because there's been so many Easter egg videos and things like that put up on the internet that that trailer has been picked to death. And it's a, oh, yeah, it's a three-minute sure. trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like that with anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, anything's picked apart, picked to death like that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, even so. that new The Batman trailer, which there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot revealed in that either, but that's another yeah. franchise for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, so, I mean, there were, like like I said, you know, you have the symmetrical book stacking, you had the spores, molds, and fungus, the, the, the proton pack, the trap, you know, the little... Um, puzzle box that the trap was hidden yeah. in, you know, and that in the floor, yeah, and that doesn't really sound like something that Egon would do. So it almost kind of makes you wonder if maybe 
Ray stayed there with the, with him for a while too. I mean, the puzzle box almost that almost sounds like a Ray thing because of his childlike nature. Well, I, I mean, it could be it could be Egon testing, you know, whoever finds it, you know, whoever's smart enough to solve the puzzle or to find the the the, the trap in the floor, mm-hmm. you know. So it could be a couple different things, you know, testing. Um, their knowledge of what's going on, their intelligence of it. Right. Right. And, you know, I mean, it does kind of make you wonder, like, if McKenna Grace is related to Egon, why is she in summer school? I mean, I, I mean, there's obviously there's a, a very logical explanation to that is that they just moved to that town and who knows if they moved halfway through a school year or, you know, whatever. And, you know, they're just trying to get caught up. On things of that well, that's how they portray it in the trailer. Is mm-hmm. uh, Ben Wolfhart's character Trevor was talking about how they're broke and their mom doesn't want to admit it, so they go to the last place that they have left, and that's Egon's home. Yeah, you know, or or what? Well, Ray's home, but the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. So right, and that was kind of like one of the first things that I took away from it is like you know, this house is owned by. You know, the, just the way it looks and what we know about Ray's past, you know, and some of that comes from real Ghostbusters. So, you know, who, who knows how much of it's going to be taken. But, you know, obviously Ray did own this house that he had to mortgage to start Ghostbusters. So that was kind of why my theory leaned towards that being Ray's house. But, you know, maybe Egon found the most remote place on the planet <laughs> to kind of hide away all this Ghostbusters stuff so that he could, you know, silently fight the Evo Shandor threat that obviously clearly exists in this town of Oklahoma. Now there is some speculation and rumor that that blue ghost that we see in that boiler room in the trailer, yeah, Muncher. actually they'd say that that may not be Muncher, and that might be that third ghost that you mentioned, but that definitely the blue ghost that they're chasing in Ecto one is Muncher. But yeah, um, it kind of makes you wonder how many class five free roaming vapors that are going to resemble Jim Belushi are out there. <laughs> uh, I, you know, like I said, that it kind of, the, the Slimer reminds me of Jim Belushi and mm-hmm. even Danny come out and said that, you know, that's kind of where Slimer came from, um, you know, from Jim Belushi's character in animal house. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the other three ghosts that they're talking about, including Slimer, that's why I said it kind of reminds me of the three stooges. Yeah. You know, so you'll have, uh, you know, Mo and Curly and, uh, well, four. There's originally four Stooges, but yeah, are we um, gonna get Shemp or Larry? <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, so you're gonna have Muncher, who's like Curly, and mm-hmm. maybe you'll have a more intelligent one as Mo, and then you have one that's kind of in the in between the two ghosts. You know, he's not Muncher, but uh, he's not the uh, Moe's character mm. per se, uh, you know, so who knows, but yeah, according to some of the rumors and leaks, there will be three Slimer based ghosts other than Slimer. Mm-hmm. So looking at some of the toys that are going to be coming out from Hasbro, either a later this year or B early next year, depending on, you know, when that marketing train is going to start, because they're obviously more closely based on Afterlife than they are the classic Ghostbusters, even though the only Ghostbuster toys that we've seen in this other line that's more based around kids. Um, 
are the four Ghostbusters. Yeah. But they do have that Fright Features line coming out that had some characters that they very quickly glanced over and went automatically to Muncher and then Stay Puffed and then Slimer and things like that. Um, do you think that maybe those are going to be some of the reveals that we're going to get later on? Um, I think, uh, well, what comic is San Diego? When, when San Diego Comic-Con come out, do you know? When did they have that? Or New York Toy Fair is another one I think uh, that comes out. San Diego already happened, and Sony did not have okay. any stake in it at all. Okay, and then there's the New York Toy Fair. Uh, New York Comic-Con is normally around October. So we, well, no, there's a Comic-Con, and then there's a Toy Fair also. Right. Uh, New York Toy Fair, um, Fair is in February, or at least it was this year. Okay, so we'll, we'll, everything, I think their marketing is going to have all of this stuff start dropping in and around Christmas, is what I'm, I'm predicting. It'd be foolish of them not to do that, um, you know, because McKenna Grace is going to get her own character, Finn Wolfhard's going to get his own figure, too. Um, so you're going to have all of this stuff, and that's why I said that the trailer is going to come out in and around Christmas too. Also, because they're going to start ramping up for this new movie, and they want to get the toy lines out because the toy lines always drop months before the movie comes out because it's getting everybody, you know, the kids that are walking down the aisle going, "Oh my God, you know, it's this," or "Oh my God, it's that," or "Hey, what's this?" or "What's that?" And now that Ghostbusters has become relevant again and has a positive thing coming to it finally, um, you know, you're going to get these kids that are having, you know, that want a proton pack, that want a trap, that want a PKE meter, that want these new things. And they're going to be like, well, what's this from? So the parents are going to dig up the old movies and then, you know, it's just drawing new interest in new, a new generation you know, which is what it's designed to do. Um, so you're going to have these kids wanting Christmas presents. They want Ghostbusters Christmases, too, kind of like when we grew up. Yes. You know, Ghostbusters was a big thing, and it always has been in the 80s. So a lot of the kids that grew up in the 80s had Ghostbusters Christmases and Ghostbusters birthdays. And uh, it's going to, like I said, it, for marketing for them, it would be foolish of them not to be releasing this stuff in and around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, New York Comic Con does take place in October. It's going to be October 8th through the 11th, and obviously it's going to be virtual like you know a lot of the other cons have been this year. So um, there's nothing. I think, we'll, I think we'll get something you know, from Hasbro, but it won't be to the extent that we want. I think it'll be like one or two other little things that they'll announce, but they won't drop the whole kit and caboodle um, like they did the last time when they had announced all the new Ghostbusters figures and toys. Yeah. Well, and New York Toy Fair does sound kind of more, because it's in February, you know, the movie comes out in March, that would sound like a better time to do it, but maybe just, you know, giving the fans a taste at New York Comic Con in October would be interesting and plus you know obviously there's more plasma series stuff that's going to be coming out and we, we oh yeah you know we don't know there might even be a afterlife plasma series line that's oh going there to be will be out, so there will be i i've already like i've mapped out in my head there could be <laughs> there could be literally six more build-a-figure waves that they could do mm-hmm. 
and not, uh, you know, they could do, uh, you guys think you got the gray suits from Ghostbusters 2, so you can do a line through there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and do the Build-A-Figure as the Scolari brothers, or one of the Scolari brothers, and then you can do another Ghostbusters 2 line with the gray flight suits and do the other Scolari brother. And then you got to think that they can do the real Ghostbusters, they could do extreme Ghostbusters, and then you have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. So you can do Build-A-Figures out of those, too, and who knows what they're going to come up with. And, you know, the real Ghostbusters Build-A-Figure line could be a Boogeyman or Saint-Pain. And then you have the two Ghostbuster 2-figure lines that could do the Scolari Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, build a figure, Scolari, Nunzo, and I don't remember the other one's name off the top of my head. Wasn't it um, like Enzo and Nunzio or something like that? I know Nunzio is one of them. I do not remember the other Scolari brother. I have. I could probably look for it right now. Uh, but um, I do know that you can do both of those Ghostbuster 2 lines um, and do the build a figure. Um, Scolari Brothers, mm. then you can do the real Ghostbusters, and then you can do a ghost from the extreme Ghostbusters. Nunzio and Tony. Tony, that was the other one. I know the one was Nunzio, but I couldn't remember the other one. But uh, So you can do the extreme Ghostbusters. There's a lot of awesome ghosts in that. They can drop a Build-A-Figure in that. And then you have Ghostbusters Afterlife, which we've already seen kind of it in the in the plasma series with the build a terror dog so you know it could be build the evo shandor or um hopefully it's not a build another terror dog but because there's going to be three terror dogs you don't know you know or it could be build muncher mm-hmm. or build another one of the other two ghosts that have not yet been mentioned or you know who knows yeah. um there's endless possibilities for it. Right. Well, we are supposed to get the second Terror Dog later this year when they release the other part of the first wave of the Plasma series with uh, Lewis Tully's Terrible Night. So that yeah. would be both Terror Dogs already that you know from the classic Ghostbusters. So yeah, you know the sky's the limit from here on out. I mean, we could even do a build a Stay Puffed, you know, or yeah. Well, they just did that Sentinel uh, Hasbro just did that Has-Labs, Sentinel program. Yeah. So, you know, they built this over two foot tall sentinel, so we may get a stay puff like that. Or it could be build a small minion stay puff mm-hmm. because you gotta think if those rumors are true and there's little stay puffs because he's not able to make his final form as the big stay puff, you know, we may get one of those. Right. You know, who knows? Like I said, there's so many endless combinations of figures and figures that can do that none of the other toy companies have touched you know due due to licensing and what have you Mm -hmm. you know so who knows what we're going to get as far as the the build of figures are concerned right and let's just hope they get their distribution figured out by then yeah well either that or whoever they're distributing them to so all right so We've talked about a lot of the rumors and things like that that have dealt with Afterlife. So what do you want to see come with Afterlife? Obviously, you know, uh, the Hasbro toy line continuing, 
Um, I mean, do you want to see more movies after that with the with the new Ghostbusters, or do you kind of just want this to be the end, and then we just get the comics, or you know, what do you what do you want to see happen with this? Um, what I would love to see happen is them make more movies. Um, I think that this movie is going to be a success, so they'd be almost dumb not to do it. Um, because they've already talked about even another Ghostbusters um, prequel cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they've talked about a prequel, which I'm not too thrilled about, you know, but, you know, I'd watch it because it's Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. As long as it was tied in with the originals, I have no problem going to see it or throwing my money at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and even then, you know, that's kind of scaring me with Afterlife. You know, they could very easily make this a multiverse, which I really hope they don't because I really do not everything that reboot stands for is just sickening to me you know and again that's my opinion it's not a reflection on our group and um, you know it is what it is but I I want to see more movies I don't I want to see the guys in gray one last time um, you know in full gear and then from there, who knows? I, you know, I don't care if it's even, you know, because Bill probably won't ever do another Ghostbusters movie, so you can count him out. Right. And Sigourney Weaver will probably be the same way, so you can count her out. Well, there is rumor so, that she's going to be playing Ripley one more time. So. Yeah, well, Ripley, and then she's going to be in the ten other Avatar <laughs> movies that are coming out. <laughs> Which I, I enjoy. I enjoy the Avatar movie, you know, and she's supposed to be in like the next six of them or whatever, however many they got coming out. So I heard two. So six is a little bit of a stretch there. So. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you look it up on Internet Movie Database, she's contracted oh. for like six more. Yeah, but I mean, that depends on what, because now Fox is completely defunct. The name Fox is done. So it all depends on what Disney wants to do with it. I mean, those well, two were Avatar, already in production before Disney bought Fox. So Yeah. Well, I mean, Avatar, well, Alien, the next Alien movie that's supposed to be taking place after, it's supposed to wipe the slate clean, um, and it's supposed to take place uh, right after Alien's, uh, with James Cameron, and the other two movies are non-existent. They're almost like a nightmare that she had, is what they've talked about. But, um, you know, so she, I don't think she'll do another Ghostbusters movie unless she's getting paid hefty for it, and especially with Bill not being in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so she may play Dana one more time. Who knows? You know, like I said, the sky's the limit after this. You know, who knows what we'll end up getting or seeing. You know, Janine, Annie Potts may be in it. You know, I'd really like to see Rick Moranis reprise his role, even if it's at the end of the movie and he comes out after the kids have done everything and he goes, who does your taxes? And then... <laughs> The movie ends. You know, I'd be happy with that, but uh, I really want to see the guys in gray one more time in full gear. I would love to see more movies, more merchandise, even though my wallet does not want to see more more merchandise. But you're speaking to the concerted there, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm preaching to the choir, I'm sure, <laughs> but uh, you know, I would love to see all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to see where this takes them and. You know, hopefully McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhart 
and uh, even uh, Carrie Coon. They're, uh, yeah, Carrie, they all reprise their roles in Ghostbusters 4. That would be nice, you know. But like I said, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do with it? And I really hope they don't sit this on the, the back burner and decide to make another Ghostbusters 10 or 15 years from now. I hope it's, you know, years after this at best. Well, if you saw the uh, Reunited Apart with Josh Gad, um, uh, yeah. you know, Jason did say as long as this movie is a success, you know, Sony's all gung-ho to keep going with it. So I would hope that... Okay, so okay, let let's play devil's advocate here for just one second. All right, obviously, Bill and Ted Face the Music was a huge digital success. Like it sold way more copies digitally than it did in a physical theater, and that COVID obviously has a lot to do with that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, do you think with Bill and Ted being as a successful as it was as a digital release? Do you think maybe that might be a wake-up call at somebody at Ghost Corps and be like, you know, walk over to Sony's offices and be like, uh, can we digitally release Ghostbusters Afterlife like they did with Bill and Ted? Look how much money they made off of that. No. Nope. I don't think that'll ever be a possibility because even though Bill and Ted did an amazing job, not only digitally, but it was also released theatrically, also in select theaters that are still open, like the Autorama mm-hmm. here in North Ridgeville. And I'll tell you um, what, it, still... it made bank in theaters too, you know, but I mean, the, those digital yeah. numbers were huge. Oh, yeah, but you got to think for every one person that buys it, three people pirate, <laughs> you know, so it was true. Apparently, I don't know that I don't know how true it is, but apparently that's one reason why Expendables 3 turned out as bad as it did, because it was prematurely released on the Internet and somebody got their hands on it and everybody saw it before it even was released in theater. So I'm not saying that it was a bad Thing that Bill and Ted came out digitally I think it did from what I understand it did amazingly in the it digitally and in theaters um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the movie it was an awesome movie um, it was most excellent um, sorry that was a really bad Keanu Reeves uh, thing but anyways it did really good uh, but Ghostbusters you gotta think that Bill and Ted could have probably raked in so much more money if they only had it in theatrical releases. Now, they were always hinting at a digital platform being released mm-hmm. at the same time that the movie would be released in theaters. Um, you know, it has been in the talk and in the works for years, you know, for the past, at least the past five or six, you know, them just releasing it not only in the theaters, but also at home digitally you know you pay a pay a fee or whatever and you can download it and watch it once right um you know this, this is really interesting though because like i'm looking at it right now and they don't even have the number from the video on demand services that offered bill and ted but i mean if you were to look at this 1.5 million for an opening weekend is a death note for a lot of movies Oh, yeah. You know, but it was only on 1,007 theaters. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. I said, that, that movie could have very easily made, you know, tens of millions of dollars, and it was cut short because, like I said, you have 
people that, like I said, for every one person that downloads it, legitimately it's being pirated by four other people or three other people. Right, but that's just theatrical box office. So like I said, the, the video on demand numbers aren't even there. Yeah, well, they probably don't they don't either a know them or b they don't want to release them because they don't know you know it could be bad you know mm -hmm. for all we know uh, it could be those numbers were terrible but i don't know it, but um from what i understand it did do good both digitally and theatrically but um you do that with a not that bill and ted isn't a hot commodity um yeah, not that it's not, or not that it's not a big franchise because I, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. It's it's more of a it's a niche. Uh, it's a niche franchise. You know, you have to have known those original two movies to even have any kind of vested interest in it. And it's not yeah. it's not a movie that ages well, and it's mainly just because of the vernacular <clears throat> used in the movie. I mean, nobody says stuff like bogus or heinous or. You know, even most triumphant or most tranquil anymore. So yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, like I said, it it does. It doesn't age well. You know, the comedy is terrible. You know, and I, but it, that's what makes that movie. You know, it's amazing. It's funny. Um, but if you you got to also think too, even when Bill and Ted were at their prime, you got to think Ghostbusters is a multi billion oh and yeah i'm not joking it is a multi-billion dollar franchise versus a multi-million dollar franchise well you know and 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 it does go i mean ghostbusters is timeless yes it takes place in 1984 but you can't tell that and they did a really great job of hiding the fact of when this movie takes place you know well yeah oh well, yeah they kind of do mm -hmm. you know the clothing is a little outdated and stuff right. like that but the the gear and everything else like that could still very well exist in 2020 right and anybody that knows anything about nuclear reactors yes they do have a half-life of five thousand years yes so yeah well according to egon well no, no that, that's true i took some uh, nuclear sciences okay. in college but <laughs> oh cool um but uh you know well some Radioactive isotopes can last 5,000 years, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, so we, I think just because of the fact that also Ghostbusters has been passed on from generation to generation to generation, and with the real Ghostbusters cartoon and even extreme Ghostbusters that followed that Men in Black cartoon that was actually pretty popular, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, it was the same artist. Mm -hmm. Same artist did Extreme Ghostbusters, Men in Black, and Godzilla. Godzilla had a cartoon for a little bit, mm -hmm. and not not in the '80s. Godzilla, where Godzuki. Mm -hmm. This one was a different one that kind of took the the 1997 uh, Matthew, garbage Matthew movie. Brod yeah, uh, it wasn't complete garbage, but yeah, Matthew Broderick mm -hmm. uh, it's Godzilla. So, um, you know, so I I think because you know. You know, Ghostbusters is one of those movies that just gets passed on and passed on and passed on. Whereas Bill and Ted, I think most parents are just like, this movie won't make any sense to you because you don't understand what they're talking about or how they're talking. In much ways that Shakespeare is kind of dying. Well, well, print is dead. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, <laughs> the thing is, uh, you know, with Bill and Ted, it's, it's, it has a cult following. You know, there's not there's a lot of movies out there that are like that. They mm -hmm. bomb in the box office hardcore, but find their audience cult on, following. Yeah, on video. Yeah, you know, there's there's this this hardcore cult following. You know, behind it, you know, I can think of 
uh, the Labyrinth was like that with David Bowie. Um, Mallrats. Yeah, Mallrats. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies out there that have a huge cult following. The movie may have not done good in the box office, which Bill and Ted did not. No. If I recall correctly, I think they both bombed in the box office, but they have this huge following, and their fans won't let that die, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that's Ghostbusters has that same thing, but probably tenfold, ten times yeah. the sky. Yeah, the skill, you know. So, um, I think if they were to release Ghostbusters digitally, it would severely hurt uh, the money that that movie would make. So, without a doubt, I don't think they will ever release it digitally unless um, they give it, you know, its due time in uh, the theaters, and then they'll drop it digitally, you know, a month or two before the Blu-ray comes out. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we can only hope that this COVID thing gets under control before March so that the film doesn't get delayed again, because I think further delaying it after March will severely hurt it. No, they won't delay it again. There's no way. They got a gold mine sitting there. They not only have their investors, but you have... Hasbro. Sony, yeah, Hasbro has all the toys. Um, You have all their investors that are invested in waiting on their money from this movie, but you got to also think, um, in 2016, which is one reason why they pushed for this reboot, uh, in 2016, um, Sony was actually doing fairly well up until the reboot. Actually, the reboot had put them into the black. Like I said, they lost anywhere between 50 and $80 million making that movie. Um, so 2016 was not a profitable year for them. The only thing that made it profitable later on was when Marvel wanted Spider-Man in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So they got a small portion of all of the movies that Spider-Man came into play uh, in those movies, which was probably enough, (coughs) excuse me, was probably enough to um, put them in the positive. But now that the Corona thing has hit, it's not only... It's everybody, you know, it's not just Sony, it's not just the MCU, it's not just Hasbro or any of the other toy companies like NECA, Um, you know, it's everybody's hurting for money, you know. Um, So you have this potentially multi-million dollar thing sitting in your pocket. And you can't make any money on it right now because it's been it's been pushed back. They're not going to allow that to happen the next time. There will be a theatrical release of Ghostbusters. They probably just because there's only like a thousand movie theaters that are open doesn't mean that most movie theaters won't open by then. And you got to also think too that they can leave it sit in that theaters for. You know, like they did back in the old days where movies were in theaters for half a year before they even processed them to go to VHS. Right. So you may see something like that with Ghostbusters where they will milk the hell out of it to keep it in theaters for as long as they can until the Blu-ray gets ready to come out and for it to be digitally released. Then they'll pull it from the theaters and then 
uh, you'll have it on Blu-ray and di digital download. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, they have all this money wrapped up into this. They have, you know, it's like I said earlier, is eighty million dollars is the budget for this movie. So they're looking to double, if not triple, what they've made making this movie, and they have the potential to do it. But if they don't do it digitally, it will not make that money. It will. It'll probably make close to what they spent on that movie, but it will not reach that $80 million. And to them, regardless if they break even with it or they don't, it's not a success. Right. This movie has to make double or triple or more to be in a successful film and to warrant another Ghostbusters movie. So they are going to push this back until March to... Um, you know, let everything calm down, simmer down because some of the numbers are dropping, you know, so who knows what may or may not happen, but they will not let this be pushed back one more time. Like I said, they have potentially, they have multi-millions, hundreds of millions sitting in their back pocket right now, and they cannot release it to make money. So they'll take 2020 as a loss, but 2021 will be profitable because Ghostbusters will be making them, you know, who knows how much money, you know, they, it could, I don't see it, but it could potentially make MCU money, you know, where it makes a half a billion dollars, you know, maybe not just the movie, maybe with the toys incorporated in that, because they get a chunk of that. Every toy they sell, they have a licensing, you know, they may get you know they sell those toys for twenty dollars a pop the plasma series so you know they may get 15 or even ten dollars of those figures mm -hmm. but you got to think those things fly off the shelf when they first were coming out and now you can find them but before you couldn't find them for a couple months so you got to figure how many of those figures did they put out that sold like hotcakes you know so they're making and money off of the Ghostbusters brand yeah for sure oh yeah months early but you have, you know, it's, it's a brand. They're not going to, like I said, they have too much invested into this movie to not have it come out next year. Mm -hmm. there, there's no way. There's no way they'll push it back again. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny here because I'm looking and, you know, Ghostbusters obviously is one of the movies that Sony delayed. They also delayed the new Spider-Man movie Morbius, uh, yeah. Peter Rabbit 2, Greyhound, and Uncharted. And yep. they were all, you know, obviously, you delay one movie, you're going to have to delay them all. So, yep. Morbius comes out the week after Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, you have mm -hmm. their two big franchises that are going to be going head-to-head -head with each other after a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the first week numbers on Ghostbusters will probably be really, really good. But the second week numbers are definitely going to drop because of that Morbius movie coming out. Oh, they, they always will. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no movie that stays on top forever. But, you know, and even like with the MCU movies with Marvel, they, you know, they show drop off after the first week yeah. that they've been open. Uh, and it's like that with every movie. Mm -hmm. um, but I think especially because of me, you know, I <laughs> you will probably be seeing that movie more than what I should. So I'm sure they're going to get more money from me mm -hmm. than what they need. And, uh, you know, it'll be people they have that same uh, drive 
you know, that we'll go see this movie five, six times to nitpick it apart and to watch it mm-hmm. over and over and over again until it comes out. Well, I do know that, you know, obviously everybody in our group is going to see it by themselves multiple times. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure there's going to be, you know, we're going to have that group viewing because we have to. And then, yep. you know, there'll probably be, you know, a couple other people in the group that'll be like, hey, I'm going to see Afterlife again. Who wants to come with me? You know, so. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. You know, I mean, I Without went and saw, doubt. this is just me, but I went and saw Star Wars uh, The Last Jedi probably 10 or 11 times in theaters. But back then I had that movie pass thing where you pay 10 bucks a month and you can see however many, many movies you wanted. And that was before yeah. they changed everything to where it didn't include new releases for like three months or whatever. You know, so, yeah. I mean, that was the way I went and saw it. It's just like, I'm bored. Uh, let's go watch Star Wars again. Because it was like the only movie out at the time. You know? Yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, if I'm willing to go and sit through Star Wars The Last Jedi, you know, I think it was like 10 or 11 times. You know, you can probably triple that with Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Especially if for it's sure. good. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, some of the hardcore fans will be like that. They'll go and see it multiple times mm-hmm. the first night that it comes out, you know, and then they'll go see it another time the next day, and then they'll probably see it again, you know. So, like I said, there, I, you know, you could predict, you know, a hardcore Ghostbuster fan will probably go see this movie six to, you know, six to seven times. Mm-hmm. Or, or more, you know, depending on... Yeah, or more. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I mean... We're obviously, you know, this has been 30 years in the waiting. You know, we've, you know, you and I especially talk about this a lot. You know, we want to see this movie do well. We want to see the continued success of the franchise. So we obviously know there's toys coming out. Do you think there will be a Ghostbusters Afterlife video game? No. Hmm. No. I don't think so. Um, if they do, it will be a... a spin-off video game mm-hmm. like kind of like Sanctum of Slime was um, but I don't see it becoming a video game if I don't know how they could do it okay because you got to think up until up until Ghostbusters the video game came out mm-hmm. there has been nothing but disappointment that has come from movie-interpreted video games. True. I think the last game that came out before that that was somewhat of a success was Star Wars Episode Three, and that was for the original Xbox and uh, PlayStation 2, I think. Well, you had uh, The Force Unleashed. That was a really good game, too. Yeah, but that's not a, that's a spin-off. No, that's true, not a, true, true. Uh, And that's not a uh, movie-interpreted video game. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man video game based on the first Sam Raimi movie. Maybe, but yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about that one, honestly. But yeah, you know. But, um, you know, I don't think I don't think there'll be a video game. If there is, like I said, it'll be a spin-off of some of, of something. Um. Well, and it won't be very good. Okay. Well, uh, I think the last marketing tool that Ghostbusters kind of uses right now is comic books. Do you see Ghostbusters Afterlife comic books? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if IDW still has the uh, licensing. Um, you know, IDW isn't the. I wouldn't say they're the best comic book company out there. They do um, have some major licenses, though. I mean, they have teenage. But Mutant they Ninja have. Turtles. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that their stories aren't good, and I'm not saying the artwork's not good, mm-hmm. because it is. It mm-hmm. is very good. They have Back to the Future. They have Ghostbusters. They have... Turtles. Uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles. Turtles. Uh, you know, so they have a lot of licensing out there, but the way that the can- company is handled, and I'm not going to get into that, but they're, the way oh, the company is handled... trust me. They're, they're, <laughs> their bankruptcy is no secret right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I think there will be comic books, and I hope IDW does them because mm-hmm. they're very good stories and they very very good artwork. Uh, Dan Schooning does very, very good work, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of other pencil artists mm-hmm. and colorers that are involved with it, not to exclude any of them. Right, and Eric Burnham's uh, stories have been phenomenal. Yeah, and they have been, and I love the little touches and nods that they add in every one of the comic books. They always throw something in there, whether it's from... Uh, the real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters, uh, they throw in Back to the Future references. Mm-hmm. They throw in the real Ghostbusters references. They throw in, uh, I think even It, I think, was mentioned in one of the movies. Or uh, not 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 mentioned, mm-hmm. but it was um, Hinted towards. brought up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so they do a lot of, I think Gremlins was one of those also that was in there where they kind of just poked at it you know they didn't yeah they also kind of made fun of two of the most popular ghostbuster fan films that are out there with uh freddy versus the ghostbusters and return of the ghostbusters oh yeah and christine Mm -hmm. christine the horror movie uh (laughs) about the the 59 or the 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 57 Plymouth Fury, I think is what it was. I think that makes a cameo in one of the... Several uh, times. They've done it several times. So, I mean, like, IDW does a a fantastic job when it comes to um, writing comic books, and the stories are very good. Um, You know, I have most, if not all, of the IDW Ghostbuster comics, except for uh, crossing over Ghostbusters 101 and the reboot um, stuff, um, but it's just it's phenomenal the the amount of detail that they put into uh, their comics mm-hmm. and uh, some of the additional um, you know artwork that's involved with it. You know, it's 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 great. Well, you know, you can't go wrong with it. It definitely seems that uh, Hasbro has a has a stake in a uh, idw succeeding because idw does the transformers comics gi joe yeah uh, i think they even have a my little pony comic that's geared towards obviously younger audiences um, yeah i think so you know so i mean and those are all hasbro uh you know licenses so and i mean hasbro yeah. even has power rangers now and a different comic book company has the power rangers comic but i think if Hasbro can convince IDW, Bam, boom, boom, yeah, studios. But I think if uh, if uh, Hasbro could convince Boom to sell them the rights to the ghost to the comic to IDW, you know, bringing a huge title like Power Rangers in would definitely bankroll IDW for a few more years. And you know, who knows what's going on with that bankruptcy? I've heard it's it's a rumor. I've heard it's truth. You know that, but there's. You know, the, the time in between the Ghostbusters comics is what annoys me. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, there was there was quite a gap in between crossing over and the Transformers crossover. And then there was yeah. a pretty decent gap between the Transformers Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Year One. 
And that was only ever meant to be four issues. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that that's that's a little annoying. And we now we don't even know when the next title is going to start. We don't know if they're waiting for Afterlife or if they're going to try to do another like 16 issue run before Afterlife. You know, it, it's all up in the air right now. And that that's what annoys me about it. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, it's it's unfortunate and, you know, it may be misused or whatever you want to call it, but, um, you know, I don't know. I think there will be comics as long as IDW has the uh, brand for it because, uh, or the copyright for mm-hmm. it because IDW, um, they make a lot of money off of the Ghostbuster fans. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, especially, like, um, you know, fans, fans like you and I, where we got to have every issue, <laughs> even if it's garbage, different coverage. Right. Yeah, the covers are, you know, it's the same comic, but you got all the damn sub covers and the subscription covers, and you order fifteen covers and you get a rare cover, or you know, whatever the. Scenario I don't go is. that far with it, but if the if the variant covers look cool for a specific issue, I'll definitely grab it. I think the only time that that kind of happened by accident or by happenstance, I guess you could say, is with year one. Because I was getting the book from two different comic shops, and one guy gave me one cover and the other store gave me another cover. So that's the way it happened with that, and I forgot that I put the order in in two different stores. So, (laughs) but it worked out. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's, again, that's how it is, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so I think we'll see, I think we'll see more and uh, more of Ghostbusters uh, for sure in the comic book world. And if you guys didn't know that there was a Ghostbusters comic, definitely please, please go to comicstorelocator.com, find a local comic book store near you, and pick up the books. Obviously, year one are going to be the ones that you're going to find on the shelf right now. There may be some other like crossing over or maybe some of the older titles there, but walk up to the guy behind the counter and say, can you order me the trade paperbacks of all the past books? Then that way it's all the stories combined in one singular book. They're broken up into, I think about eight volumes right now, but you know, I something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, but please go check it out because if the comic stores fail, the comic fails. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing, like right now I'm like looking at, um, I'm, reading Ghostbusters volume eight, uh, hysteria part one. And there's some illustrations in here. They got a DeLorean that's floating in the air. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, so it's a reference to back to the future. There's another one in here where there's a, um, big Dodge, uh, police interceptor floating in the air. So that a nod to, Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ghost judges in here is actually the judge from um, uh, uh, Nothing But Trouble, which is another Dan Aykroyd. It's got Chevy Chase, Demi Moore's in it. The Dan ghost Aykroyd's of John Belushi uh, dressed as his character from Blues Brothers is in some of those yeah, he too. Yeah, he <laughs> makes an appearance. Like I said, the uh, the Plymouth Fury from Christine makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of nods to geek culture in general with the Ghostbusters comics. And right. I honestly have not read anything outside of the Ghostbusters comics, so I mm-hmm. don't know if it's like that in like some of the Transformer ones. or uh, I uh, don't really read Transformers. Teenage Mutant. 
Yeah, and, or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if they make nods like that uh, to different culture, you know, stuff. Well, um, with, with Kevin Eastman writing the new Turtles books like he wrote the original Turtles books, yeah. um, he tries to keep it in-house. But obviously when IDW did the crossovers between Ninja Turtles and, and Ghostbusters, since they're both IDW brands, that gets brought up every once in a while. Like they'll talk about floating into that other dimension and meeting the Ghostbusters. Um, but other than that, you know, Ghost uh, Turtles is pretty much well-contained in-house. Um, but, I mean, obviously they've done that crossover. They did the crossover with X-Files. They did the crossover with... Uh, the Transformers. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. And, I mean, they've even crossed over into other Ghostbusters realms. I mean, there's the, the Ghostbusters Get Real, you know, yeah. where they actually went into an episode of real Ghostbusters and elaborated on it. And yeah. I, I love that because I'll actually pause the episode where they get sucked into that mirror, go and read Ghostbusters Get Real, and then finish the episode. Yeah. So it's it, a, there's a lot of nods to it. Like I said, there's it's just it's crazy. I, I'm, here's another one that's uh, volume four, who are you going to call? And it's got the original um, Phantom of the Opera is in yes. one of the ghosts. Yes. Um, you know, so there's a nod there. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many cool little um, just nods. And, uh, you know, like, here's the Ghostbusters thermos from the Ghostbusters uh lunchbox and thermos like they do an amazing job with it and i would mm-hmm. love to see them continue it and to do ghostbusters afterlife and um you know extend the story on how they see fit whether or not it stays canon will be yet to be decided but well you know what they could do is maybe do like the in between like you know once afterlife comes out and we kind of have an idea of why ghostbusters failed you know, maybe they can tie that into the comic, like do like a, a Ghostbusters Afterlife prequel that kind of shows them shutting down and, you know, what led well, Egon... Well, the reason... Go ahead. Well, you know, what led Egon to move to Oklahoma and may... or maybe even tell that story, like tell the story of Egon's death. You yeah. Know? I mean... Well, and they may, you know, but I think the movie's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the um, Ghostbusters failure is... Um, like here's the song. They, were, they were too damn good at their job. Yeah, and they put themselves out of business. The last Evo Shandor, which apparently maybe the movie may touch base on with the younger, um, with the younger Egon, the uh, DH'd Egon Spangler, Harold Ramis. Um, but here again in this comic, you got the sergeant um, from um, Full Metal Jacket and uh, the Frighteners. Oh yeah, Ermy. yeah, Arlie Ermy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in he's in this this um, God this rest book. His soul. Yeah, um, so you know, like I said, they have amazing they do amazing work with the story and all the little nods and tributes and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see it, and who knows what they'll pull out with the comics and what they continue to go through. Well, I think we have talked. Well, I think we've talked sequels to death. You know, I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of information out there about those old sequels that never happened, except for Hellbent. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that is also speculation. But, you know, I did want to talk about that. It's going to be this the first, obviously, now two episodes 
of a series that we're going to do called the history of the ghostbusters where we're going to break down you know each part of the franchise so um you know i i don't know what else we can say about this i mean now we're just kind of throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks so it all sticks when it's ectoplasm. <laughs> true, true, and it's uh, it, according to my mother, it sucks to clean up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sure the Kenner stuff. Yep. So. And it's stained. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. But all right, man. Well, you know, we got two full episodes talking mostly sequels and then a lot of Afterlife. But, you know, Afterlife is the hot topic right now, which is why I wanted to start there instead of starting at the beginning. <laughs> but, you know, that movie's uh, yeah, been no, talked. I agree. You know, that movie's been talked to death, you know, so we can throw Ghostbusters sure. 1 and in at any time. So, but, you know, thanks for joining me for now two episodes of Slime Square. I have no no problem filling in and talking and yeah. uh, Ghostbusters and uh, you know it's a love of mine and a passion and uh, you know we'll see you know what happens and who you're gonna call. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, our battle cry is we're ready to believe you and that never stops. So I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye bye. Later. A huge thank you to Bobby for jumping on Slime Square this week. This was part one of our History of Ghostbusters series. There's going to be more of these episodes filtered in throughout the entire run of Slime Square. So stay tuned for those. The next episode of the History of Ghostbusters is going to be all about Ghostbusters 2016 and everything involved with it. Thank you again for joining us this week here on Slime Square. We will be back at you next week with an all-new episode. As always, we're ready to believe you.